Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au, iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn and wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony the Bull Caruso with you and oh no, it's not another cricket preview. I know you might be saying that because we're coming to the end of the season here in the summer, but over in England it is going to be hotting up and we are only weeks away from the 2023 County Championship. Yes, it is going to be all eyes on England throughout this winter phase because we have got an international series happening there and the World Test Championship to play off. And what better way to get settled in than by looking at the County Championship, which will also give us a clue about what the England squad could look like for the upcoming Ashes. Joining us once again tonight is our Chief Cricketing Correspondent, Matt Mears. Good evening to you. Good evening to you, Mr. Caruso. Good evening to everybody listening out there in podcast land. It's great to be back for my first episode of Splinters, I believe, that it's not a highlights package um, for 2023. Excited to be talking uh, the county championship. I hope to be over there, maybe doing some on-the-spot on the, uh, reporting for uh, Triple H Sport um, from over in England throughout the... Australian winter, English summer, I can't wait. And I can't wait to have a look through um, these teams. And uh, we'll get towards the end and we'll uh, find the team that uh, just pulls my heartstrings just that little bit. Well, we, we can't do this without including our other cricket tragic here on the show. He is the Waitara roller, Ariane Shah. Good evening to you. Good evening. And it's great to be back for also my first Splinters episode of the year. And the thing I love about talking about the county championships is is one of the only four-day leagues around the world that allows international players to play. So it just adds that extra bit of intrigue and really gives a lot of players experience in quite tough swinging conditions, which they may not otherwise get. And, and I think that's a really valid point made there by Ariane, Matt, is that it is the only one the only main one that offers opportunities for international players. And we remember throughout the years of international players going up there, making their mark in the county championship and really making legends of themselves. Marnus is a big example there. You look at his season with Glamorgan, then going to that Ashes series and what he's turned into now. Huge story to come out of the county championship. Oh, 100%. But you also remember the likes of Mark Waugh, who went and played with Essex um, back in the days before he made the test team. Uh, the West Indians, who made uh, their presence known in the county championship while they were not on West Indies duties. It is a big thing. Yes, in Australia, we get the we get the overseas players playing in the Big Bash League. But to see them yeah, in the four-day competition, it is something that... Uh, is a sight to see, and it, and it does help the crowds at uh, at some of these games when you can go along and see some of these big names. If you're going um, sort of in May, we'll probably talk a bit more about it a bit later, but you're seeing half the Aussie batting lineup will be turning out in county cricket in the lead-up to 
um, what's going to be a bumper international summer in England, getting used to those conditions. It's not something you used to see in the Sheffield Shield competition. You wouldn't be seeing Joe Root turning out for New South Wales for a couple of games before a big Ashes series. So it is uh, it is one of those quirks. But as I said, I think the, the, the English fans are going to enjoy seeing them turn out in their county in the in their county colours. Well, absolutely. We've got the 10 teams are going to be in the first division. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the teams in the second division. Yes, this competition has 20 teams in two divisions. Who would have thought you could actually have promotion relegation in this? We can't wait. We're all set. The umpires strikes back and huge ass are at their respective ends and it is ticked over for time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Splinters. I'm going to kick things off here tonight with our first team in alphabetical order. It is Essex, coached by Anthony McGrath, captained by Tom Wesley. They finished fourth last year. Ariane, the transfers and the international players for Essex for this year. Yeah, so there's no one coming in, but being released, Adam Wheater has retired. Jack Plum has been released. And the international players, Simon Harmer and Daniel Sams, Base coming for the Vitality Blast only. Now, with with the exception of, I guess, Alastair Cook, Mirzi, the Essex batting is not that strong, but, geez, their bowling looks handy. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, Dan Lawrence has played a, a bit for England as well, but as I said, you, when you look through that middle order, as I said there's nothing really there that's uh, setting the world on fire, but... As I said, that's, that's what rocketed them to fourth in last year's competition is their bowling. It's almost of uh, whatever the batters can get, the bowlers are, are, are going to defend no matter if it's 90 or 900. So that'll keep them in good stead for uh, for this season coming forward as well. They'll be a good team to watch in that Vitality Blast. And I tell you, you get some of those Friday night games at the county grounds and they go absolutely off. So they'll be looking for a good... Um, They'll be looking for a good showing in that as well, um, particularly when you've got likes of Dan Sams and uh, and Simon Harmer to bolster up um, the team as well. So someone like Daniel Sams, as much as he'll be bowling, that his, his uh, sort of middle to lower order batting as well will be a, a breath of fresh air for them in the short form of the game. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. It. It's, it's a team. I don't know if they're going to be up there fighting with... Uh, some of the big names in the competition, but boy, are they going to cause some people some headaches throughout the season. And that's the interesting thing here, Ariane, is that you really question what format Essex are trying to line themselves up for. Are they going to take, be taking the county championship seriously or are they just looking to survive and try and thrive in the shorter formats? Yeah, I'm not really sure because they look like they have the lineup, especially that top four with lots of international experience with Wesley, Cook, Lawrence, all having played for England, Nick Brown as well. They, they should be a bit more consistent and have that strength in their batting. And I think that's the only kind of way they can really challenge. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what the season holds for them. So Do I think you- they have the personnel, but they just constantly sort of misfiring or getting bowled out almost undefendable totals. Do, do you see, both of you, um, do you see them staying up or do you think that they're going to be a chance of getting relegated? 
I think they could be relegated, to be honest. Mizzy? There's always a chance. They're in that, I won't say second tier, but that they're in that sort of mid-pack in this first division competition. But as I said, if their bowlers take up the task and, and say what it will, as I said before, what whatever the batters make will defend, there's they're certainly every chance of staying up. I, I think obviously there's probably a few other teams as we look through that, that probably aren't as strong in both facets. So they might be ones that might be looking a bit more favoritism. But as I said, if, if, uh, if I go with the old... Uh, if I go with the old in- intuition, I'd say they'll stay up, They'll, but they may not finish fourth, but they'll be in that mid-pack. We then move on to our second team is Hampshire, coached by Adrian Birrell, captained by a very familiar name in James Vince. They finished third last year. Ariane, the transfers and the international players. Yep, so Benny Howell has come in from Gloucestershire. Lewis McManus has gone to Northamptonshire, and as he has done for... A fair few years now, Carl Abbott from South Africa returns. Mohamed Abbas also returns. Uh, ben McDermott and Nathan Ellis, both from Australia, will be for the Vitality Blast only. And Mizzy, Hampshire has been one of those teams that really has been growing nicely over the last few years. Not an outstanding team per se, but a very solid all-round team. I think that's where you, you get a very solid all-round team, which I think in in county cricket is, uh, I think, even more than Sheffield Shield, that you need to have that all-round team. You need to have uh, maybe five or six or seven bowling options. You need to bat to that seven, eight, nine, maybe even ten position if you want to be fighting for the top of the championship. And you talk about that man, James Vince. He leads that team well. Um, at the at the Hampshire Bowl there. Beautiful little stadium. Maybe not the best stadium. We'll get to that a bit later, but it is a beautiful place hey, to hey, watch. Hey, I, will not, I will not have anyone talk ill of the Rose Bowl. I'm not. I'm saying it's a nice little stadium. I was there last year, but there's one place that is better, and we'll get to that later. But as I said, it is a great place to play cricket. Nice, even nicer to stay in the hotel and watch the cricket off your balcony. I, I do recommend that from personal experience. But as I said, when you look through this lineup, you've got the likes of Jane Vince, you've got Liam Dawson, um, you've got uh, Chris Wood, the left armor who's been playing for England, Mason Crane um, with his leg spin. Obviously, Shane Warne had a lot to do with Hampshire over his time playing county cricket as well. Um, a lot of the other teams would love to have that sort of depth in their lineup. And as I said, it's going to do a lot to help them throughout this uh, competition. And this is the this is the thing that's fascinating with it as well, is that Hampshire is one of those teams where, you know, you talk about the climate. It's a very mild climate in, in Hampshire itself. You tend to get a lot more cricket getting played and often these games do end up going to a result. So you're always guaranteed of getting some sort of action there, which is more than what, it can, what can be said normally for the teams further up north. Oh, 100%. It is a, it's a lovely place to play there at Hampshire. They don't get affected by the weather conditions, but as I said, sometimes uh, they're known to have a little bit more of a road than some of the other result wickets that you see as well. That's probably is a, a luxury of the good competitions, but against most sides, as I said, they've got the bowlers to take 20 wickets. They've got the batters to make those uh, big totals as well. So 
I wouldn't be thinking there would be too many draws there at the Rose Bowl. It is going to be, as I said, it is a lovely place to bat. It, and as I said, if they do make a decent pitch, as I said, there is something there for the bowlers as well. So they're going to be a team that's going to be up there. Whether they're on the top step, I don't know. But as I said, they're going to be up there fighting, that's for sure. Well, you're, you're, so you're calling them top, th- top three? Well, yeah, they finished third last year. I, I already expect them to stay in that sort of position. Ariane? Yeah, I'm not sure. It really depends on their batting lineup because I feel a lot of times in the past they've relied on uh, the likes of Abbott Abbas to kind of bowl them out of trouble with James Vince being the only sort of consistent batter. But if the likes of Weatherly, Dawson and Ian Holland sort of find that form that they captured toward the back end of uh, last season, they could really be in that sort of upper middle area of the table. All right. We'll move on to our next team in Kent, uh, coached by Sam Walker, captained by Sam Billings. Ariane, the transfers. Yep. So Joey Everson is in from Nottinghamshire and Michael Hogan from Glamorgan. And that is a big one. Michael Hogan has been very consistent, wicked taker and outstanding bowler for Glamorgan for quite some time. The outs, another big one, Ollie Robinson gone to Durham, Matt Milnes to Yorkshire, Harry Podmore to Glamorgan, and Darren Stevens, massive surprise there. Um, he has been released. And the overseas players is Kane Richardson from Australia who will be in the Vitality Blast. Uh, Matt Mears, I look at this lineup, and you know what screams it out to me? It screams these this team's going to be a force in the shorter formats. Oh, 100%. They've got batting for days when you look at the likes of Joe Denley, Zach Crawley, Sam Billings, and a name that we've uh, probably called quite a few times here on Triple H, uh, Daniel Bell Drummond. Uh, he has played quite a bit in the uh, Sydney grade competition. Um, as I said, in the shorter formats, they are going to be very, very hard to beat. And uh, losing Ollie Robinson is, is probably a, a big loss for them. But when you think about how much he'll be actually playing for the county with, with him could be on uh, extended England duties throughout the season, getting someone like Michael Hogan in the ex-WA uh, fast bowler, uh, he'll be a very able replacement and he'll be there full time as well. So... As I said, if he can lead this bowling attack through, um, they're going to be dangerous this year. The one that really, did, the other one that really did surprise me, Ariane, was the release of Darren Stevens. I mean, he's been a stalwart of the of the team there. What possible reasoning could there be for just letting him go? I'm not sure. I think I don't think it's an age thing or like a form thing because you saw so many times with bat and ball last year. He got them out of trouble. So, yeah, I can't think of a reason off the top of my head unless they're looking to more youth or trying to strengthen their international list. Then you got Michael Hogan coming in, and he's a bit older with lots of experience. So he's almost kind of playing that Stevens role, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure the uh, thinking behind that move. And um, they have boosted Mizzy. Their, their 
short-form credentials with the signing of Kane Richardson for the Vitality Blast. I see them not doing that well in the in the county championship, but I could see this team being one of the favourites for the Vitality. 100%. They're, they're going to be very dangerous in the short form of the game, but I wouldn't put it past them to, to give some teams some headaches in the longer form, particularly if they can get some big totals on the board. Um, as I said, a lot of the top teams will be looking looking to, to sort of blast through a lot of sides. When you look at this batting lineup, they're not they're not really that blast through worthy. So they could be some of these top teams could have been could be spending some more time in the field than they would be hoping for. Do I think they're going to be a top team in that top three? Probably not, but I think they've got enough there to at least stave off um, being uh, demoted down to Division Two. And again, they'll be one of those teams that will cause headaches, particularly. Uh, when they've got bat, bat in hand. Ariane? Yeah, well, you look at the team, if Compton, Denley and Crawley find some consistency and really learn to bat some time, then they could be a really destructive team. Because quite often you see, especially with that opening partnership, either Crawley or Compton gone really, really early. Denley sort of half the time plays a traditional test innings and the other times uh, kind of goes a bit too aggressive, too early. Bell Drummond leaning are sort of more your typical test players. But yeah, definitely more of a short-form lineup for sure. We then move from Kent all the way up north to talk to about Lancashire coached by Glenn Chappell, captain by Keaton Jennings. Last year they finished second. And the first thing that comes to mind, Mears, before we go through the transfers, it just it, it, it's not going to feel the same of having Lancashire in first division and not having Yorkshire there as well. Well, yeah, the War of the Roses, it's one of those ones that a lot of uh, county cricket fans, not just the ones from Lancashire and Yorkshire, circle uh, in the calendar because they said a lot of feeling between the two counties, as I said, going way back to the War of the Roses when the 1300s or whenever that was. Uh, I'm sure the, the history uh, bus out there will uh, correct me. But it, something uh, you're right. There is something that's uh, about not having that this year. Not just having Yorkshire in the competition is something that uh, is probably something that you wouldn't be expecting. Obviously, a lot's going on in that club, uh, quite a bit of turmoil off the field, which is probably not helping them on the field. But as I said, Lancashire is said playing at Old Trafford there, another one of the good places to play cricket. And as I said, with a lineup that, as I said, you look through it and it's uh, star, star, another star, and even more stars. Well, let's get into that. Ariane, the transfers for Lancashire. Yeah, so there's no one coming in, but Liam Hurt has been released with... Dane Villas returning, Daryl Mitchell and Colin de Gronholm uh, as the other two international players uh, from New Zealand. Massive signings. Um, James Anderson, Saqib Mahmood, Matt Parkinson, uh, Liam Livingston, Joss Butler, and Phil Salt, more traditional short-form players. But Joss Butler does have... Some test experience. We saw how he battled quite bravely in that Ashes test. I think he scored like 20 off 130 balls. 
something to try and save the game. So he has that patience game in him, although it's not really a sort of instinctive mode for him to play. But yeah, I do think the team is a bit light on longer form specialists. Like you see Keaton Jennings uh, jumping out at you. Daryl Mitchell could be considered an all-format player. Uh, maybe Danny Lamb, but the others seem too much sort of... The other batters seem probably too much suited to one day in 2020 cricket. Well, means that we shouldn't take anything away from the, the stars that they've got in this lineup because it is a massive, massive team here. It's only gotten better, I think, especially with the addition of Colin de Gronholm, whom we do know can play all formats as a genuine all-rounder, and I think could actually be perfectly suited for the English conditions. A hundred percent. You get the you get that little uh, slow, medium pacer um, on getting that ball to nip around. I said a lot of uh, batters at that at that level they like the pace coming onto the bat. You you move some in swing or or some swing or some movement off the pitch into that into that scenario and uh they create a lot of headaches for uh for opposition batters and uh, that's what they'll need I said they are coming off second last year so it's not it's not a team that's uh yeah they might have a lot of uh, short form quote unquote specialists but uh, they are a team that can put it together in the long form of the game as well when you look through the bowling lineup you've got uh, Jimmy Anderson Richard Gleeson Luke Wood uh, Shakib Mahmood, Matt Parkinson, who's even played uh, as a leg spinner for England as well. There is that bowling there as well. So they they are going to have a good time of it. I I do see where Iron is coming from, that they do seem a bit light in those long-form specialist batters. But I said these guys, if they're in the team, they've got to step up and, and do the do the red ball thing and play the red ball game. And as I said, we've seen it from them in the past. And uh for Lancashire's sake, they'll need them to do it again for uh, 2023. Where's your prediction, Mizzy? Do you see them staying in the top three and challenging for the championship? Uh, I think they'll be up there. I I, I think they'll um, they'll perform well. Um, I, I think if there are if they do have a tendency to to sort of put the foot down when it's not required, then they might get themselves in a little bit of trouble. Um, but yeah, I, I'd expect them to at least to still be in that top half of the competition. Ariane? Yeah, despite what I said about their lineup, I still think they can finish in that sort of top two, top three position. We then move on to our last team before we go to our break. It is Middlesex, coached by Richard Johnson, captained by Toby Roland Jones. Um, one of the teams promoted from the second division last year, they finished second in the competition. Ariane, the transfers, and these are going to be very important if Middlesex are to survive. Yeah, so Ryan Higgins comes in from Gloucestershire and Nathan Souter has gone to Durham with Peter Milan uh, coming from South Africa. Geez, Matt, if they wanted to make a name for themselves in the first division competition, I don't think Middlesex has gone about it the right way. No, well, as I said, I will say it is nice to see them back in uh, the top division. As I said one of those um, London County clubs from around um, 
as I said, we, we, you put them in the buckets of Essex and Surrey and Kent. They're very the very old school counties there, which you, you like to see them being part of Division One. But you would have had the thought that they'd have to go on a bit of a a spree to to get in some of these players, but have obviously not been able to do that. They've had to go through with who they've got. They do have some players of note, obviously Mark Stoneman and, and Sam Robson. We've we've had some experience seeing Stephen Escanadi. We saw with the with the Perth Scorchers. Um, throughout the BBL as well. They're going to have a lot on their plate as well. And uh, But you look through those bowlers um, and, yeah, as much as it is great to play at Lords, they're, they're going to have some struggles to bowl some of these top-tier uh, counties out and uh, get the wins on their board that they need to stay up in this first division competition. Oh, oh absolutely, Ariane. Their, their bowling lineup looks... Shallow. I think it looks so shallow. I might even get a game here. Yeah, I think like when I know Tim Murtagh is a very good bowler, but when you have him as your spearhead, I don't think like you're gonna go very far. The the batting looks a lot stronger. Stoneman always performs consistently. Robson has kind of found his way as of late. Eskenazi, we saw what he can do. So, yeah, they're going to need to put some massive totals on the board to have any sort of chance. Matt Mears, I, I shudder to think, but I think Middlesex are going to be yo-yoing for a, full, a few years. Yeah, um, this was their opportunity to really stay up in this uh, first division competition. But uh, even though you find it hard that you, you wouldn't be attracting players that would want to be playing every second game at Lords, it, it is uh, it is a bit uh, disappointing that they couldn't bolster up their their lineup uh, just a little bit more. But yeah, you got to put them as one of the favourites to be uh, going back down uh, at the end of the season. Ariane. Yeah, I don't think they're going to stay up there, to be honest. I don't know how they even got off there in the first place. But <laughs> yeah, well, I think they'll go back down. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have part two of our preview of the 2023 County Championship. You are listening to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web and available for download at triplehfm.com.au. Also available at podcast.com, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Your local RSL is at the heart of every community and there is none better in the Hornsby-Karingai area than the Hornsby RSL. Whether you're planning a major event, dinner with family or friends or having a quiet night at your local, Hornsby RSL is the place to be. Rediscover what enjoying life is all about with regular weekly events, special entertainment and some of the best eateries in Sydney, we have you covered for a great night out. As always, drink responsibly. 
Support the club that supports. Come to Hornsby RSL at 4 High Street, Hornsby or get in touch on 94777777 and at hornsbyrsl.com.au. The Hornsby RSL, proud station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Don Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Looking for a fun night out with family and friends? Then come to the hidden gem in the Hornsby Coringai area, The Attic. Located inside Hornsby RSL, The Attic provides all the fun and excitement you can expect from a bowling and arcade bar in an intimate location that ensures a real gaming experience for everyone. With four 10-pin bowling lanes, Australia's first augmented reality bowling experience and a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, The Attic is the place to let your inner child run wild. So make sure you book your next night out at The Attic at 4 High Street, Hornsby. Call them on 94777777 or book via their website at theattichornsby.com.au. The Attic, part of Hornsby RSL, station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web and available for download at um, triplehfm.com.au. Also available for download at podcast.com, iHeart, TuneIn, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony Caruso with Matt Mears and Ariane Shah as we preview the 2023 County Championships. We've just gone through our first five teams in alphabetical order. We've just gone off, had a quick drink, and we're ready to go now for the second half. We're going to get straight back into it with our sixth team in alphabetical order. It is Northamptonshire, coached by John Sadler, captain by Luke Proctor. Ariane, the transfers. Yes, yeah, so quite a few here. A massive inclusion is uh, that of David Willey from Yorkshire, and then Lewis McManus comes in from Hampshire, and Ollie Sale from Somerset. Uh, Brendan Glover has gone to Durham. Nathan Buck has retired. Charlie Thurston has been released, and Ben Curran has also been released. Uh, some big, big overseas players here. Chris Lynn and Andrew Ty both joining for the Vitality Blast. And this, I think, will give also Sam Whiteman coming in for the Shield a lot of... I think it'll be a great experience for him. He's had a lean... He's had a lean-ish sort of Shield season with WA. It'll give him a fresh start and a new challenge to really test his credentials as a longer format player. Now, Mizzy, when you mention Northamptonshire, the the thing you normally mention about them straight away is the certain racetrack just down the road from where (laughs) they end up playing cricket. But I've got to say, for a team that finished sixth last year, I, I like what they've done for their lineup. Well, this is what you were probably hoping that Middlesex would do and uh, get some big names in to, to bolster their lineup. Obviously, David Willey 
will be on England duties at some point, but with a long Ashes summer, perhaps they'll see a lot more of him than they normally would. Uh, Sam Whiteman will be a, a good addition uh, at the top of the order as well. Uh, said with a finishing six last week in the in the county championship, you'd hope with the team that they'd at least improve one or two spots on the ladder. But I think this is a team to watch in the Vitality Blast when you can add Chris Lynn and, and Andrew Ty to this. They're going to be very formidable in the short forms. But I still think when you when you talk about the the county championship, which is what this podcast is all about. Um, they're gonna they're gonna give some sides some headaches and and they'll be there around that middle of the table. It is that it's it's finally one of these teams that seem to be on a bit of an improve, which is good to see. And what's fascinating about this team, Ariane, is how they've gone about it. They've they've brought in some big names from overseas, yes, but throughout this lineup, it's not big in terms of local talent. But what they've got there is a lot of players who just just know how to play county championship. It's it's a county team with no massive local stars, say for probably David Willey and Simon Kerrigan. Yeah, but I still think it is sort of filled with teams that aren't typical sort of four-day players. It's a lot more suited to the shorter formats. Like, I think David Willey has that much of an established record as a sort of county championship player. Um, Andrew Ty, Chris Lynn, with the, uh, I guess, only sort of white men and a few of those in the top order who haven't really sort of stamped their authority on the tournament in the last few years. Yeah, hopefully if, that top order with Amelia Gay, uh, Vaskin Seals, uh, Safe Say, if they can really find some form, then they could be a team to watch. Where do you predict they're going to finish, Ariane? They, they finished sixth last year. Will it be more of the same or will they move ahead slightly? I think it'll be similar, to be honest. I can't see them moving up, uh, but then I don't see them moving down. They're not a horrible team, but they're not a great team either. They're kind of in that bottom middle, which is around six, so it kind of makes sense. Mizzy? Yeah, I have to agree. They'll be about middle of the road. Maybe maybe they could finish fifth or something like that, but they're not going to – I don't think they're going to – other than maybe a couple of headaches, I don't think they're really going to be uh, – taking any top names either, the, the sort of the top three sides. So, But as I said, if they they can finish around fifth or so, I, I think they'll think they'll have a good year and uh, keep themselves away from that relegation zone. We then move on to team number seven, alphabetical order. It is Nottinghamshire, coached by Peter Moores, captain by Stephen Mullaney. They, they got promoted as the top place team in the second division last year. And Ariane... Some interesting transfers. One of them, I think, could actually help them out a lot. Yeah, and this is a huge one. Ollie Stone has come in from Warwickshire, and we've seen what he's been able to do with his limited opportunities with England when he hasn't been injured. He offers, like Mark Wood, one of those options with just a bit more pace. Uh, Tom Lowton comes in from Yorkshire. Uh, Joey Everson 
has gone to Kent. Zach Chaffel has gone to Derbyshire. And Sol Budinger has gone to Leicestershire. With Dane Patterson and Colin Munro, uh, he's coming for the Vitality Blast. He's going to be huge and exciting to watch. Can I, can I say, Mears, is straight off the bat, with this lineup, what the hell was Nottinghamshire doing in the second division? Oh, this is a team like, that should be playing Division 1. Well, that's it. It's one of these burglar teams that like going down to win a comp. We see it in the park all the time, and then now we're seeing it in county competitions as well. But, yeah, I think this team's going to be one that's going to have a lot easier of a time staying up than Middlesex are going to do. You'd expect them to be in that middle sort of pack with a lineup like they've got. Um, they just have just enough batters. You said the likes of Ben Duckett, uh, Hamid, um, some of Mattel have all got England experience. And then you look through the bowlers as well. And, and there's enough there that, that can do damage on their day. So I said, I don't think they'll be looking at relegation again. But uh, again, I don't think they'll be uh, going for the uh, top spots either. Well, we should we should mention their two biggest name players as well, Mirzi. Some guys named Alex Hales and Stuart Broad. Oh, those guys. Oh, them, them. <laughs> well, I said it just even bolsters even more their uh, their lineup that, that that they've got there as well. And uh, whether you you might not see uh, Broad in the short form, you might not see Hales in the long form. They're they're good players to have around your club and and nurture through those younger players coming through. I mean the. the- Ariane, the batting lineup was already pretty good in its own right. The bowling was probably when they needed a little, a little bit more work to cover for Stuart Broad, but to pick up Ollie Stone into this lineup, I, I as Mizzy said, I don't necessarily see them winning the competition, but I see them staying up and staying up comfortably. Yeah, I think they'll finish sort of upper middle, like in that top four or five, just because their batting lineup and with Stone and Broad. They just look like such a destructive team. And you've seen what Ben Duckett and Hamid have done, especially Hamid in the county championships. His form last season really got him into the English team. Uh, You mentioned Samith Fatel. We've seen what Joe Clark can do. And most of those other players, they speak for themselves. Mizzy, how, how high can they go, do you think? Oh, I think they'll be competing with the likes of uh, Northampton Shear and, and the like to be finishing that sort of middle-of-the-pack um, role. As like I said, I don't think they're going to be a match for the, the top three teams or so, but um, I also don't think yeah, they're not going to be a, a chance for relegation either. They'll, they'll do enough to stay up. We then move on to Somerset, coached by Jason Kerr, captain by Tom Abel. They finished seventh last year. Ariane, the transfers. Yeah, so Tom Cole Cadmore is coming in from Yorkshire, Sean Dixon from Durham, and Shoal Bashir from Berkshire. Um, and Merchant DeLang has gone to Gloucestershire. Ollie Sale has gone to Northamptonshire. Uh, James Hildreth has retired, and Max Waller has also retired. And this is a huge, huge signing. Uh, the over- One of the overseas players... Peter Siddle, and also Matt Henry, two quality long-form bowlers. Now, Mirzi, Peter Siddle is going to be here until the end of July. 
but that's still a fair chunk of the county championship. He's going to give this bowling lineup plenty of experience. And all of a sudden, this the bowling lineup for Somerset looks competitive. Well, yeah, you got the you got the likes of of the two that you mentioned there in in Siddle and Henry, Josh Davy as well. Um, then you look at you look at the likes of um, Craig Overton as well. You can't you can't forget him in that conversation. Uh, then you got the, the all rounders like Lewis Gregory, Tom Lemonby, and then the spin of uh, Jack Leach. So I said they're going to make they're going to make. Um, batting hard for anybody they come up against. It's just if the likes of um, like the skipper in Tom Abel, if uh, Tom Banton and, and the other batters, if they can be able to put big totals on the board. This is another one of those teams, Mizzy, where I look, at, I look at them at the moment and I think, you know, that their bowling's half decent, the batting's not quite there. But at the same time, they've got a, a few very handy all-rounders. You think that they actually could be in with being quite competitive in the shorter formats. Yeah, obviously they're going to be one of those teams that are up there. Um, you, you, you play at Somerset at the county ground there. It It is quite small. I wouldn't call it um, the smallest of smalls, but it is a good little short-form ground, and they're going to bat deep because it, they'll, yeah, they'll have the likes of Lamamby and, and Lewis Gregory at, at sort of 7-8. Um, to to be able to extend that batting lineup and uh, yeah, I think you you'll see a much uh, better performance from them in the white ball game. But yeah, I think they've just got a little bit left to be desired in uh, the longer form. I said they finished seventh last year; they only just stayed up. Uh, they'll be battling again in that sort of uh, relegation zone. Whether they make it on, whether they stay up or not, probably if you were to flip a coin, it would probably say that they stay up, but. It would be of it. It'd be a. It'd be on still in those last couple of rounds with people asking, "Will they? Won't they?" Ariane, your prediction about where they will finish? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be, especially in the uh, the county championship. I don't think they're going to move up. They have a lot a team that's a lot more suited to the shorter format, and I don't. I haven't seen even the likes of sort of. Lewis Gregory, Tom Banton really proved themselves in the longer format. Craig Overton can score some runs, but you don't want to rely too much on those all-rounders or sort of bowling all-rounders to sort of get you to that competitive total. Well, could be a difficult year for Somerset by the sounds of it coming up there. We're going to move on to our second last team in alphabetical order. And uh, Matt Mears, I think you've been waiting for this one for some time. It is Surrey, coached by Gareth Batty, captain by Rory Burns. They finished first last year. Ariane, the transfers. Yeah, so not too much. Dom Sibley comes in. He's he's had a quite a decent seasons for Warwickshire, um, quite some time. So that'll be a big loss for them, and another massive loss for Surrey. Hashim Amla has decided to uh, retire. So that will be big shoes to fill. He's been a very consistent player for them for quite a while. And overseas players, Kimar Roach, massive inclusion. Uh, first six rounds. Uh, Sean Abbott, he'll be there till the end of July. 
We've seen what he's done in the Shield. He's been on the fringes of the Australian Test team for quite some time. And I can't wait to see what he brings to the county championships. And then Sinon Orion staying on for the Vitality Blast. Mizzy, I'll give you the opportunity because I know you've been chomping at the bits to pump up the tyres of Surrey. <laughs> well, where's Andrew Russell? Where's where's We Are The Champions playing in the background as we're uh, talking about this team? Um yeah, as I said, when you, you lose someone like Hamish Shamamla, to be able to bring someone home like Dom Sibley coming through the Surrey system only went to Warwickshire because he couldn't get that opportunity and now he's back uh, after playing for England to to fill that hole of Hashim Amla, about at number three. He'll do a great job. But when you look through this team, when you have – you just look through the batting and you go Will Jacks, Rory Burns, Jason Roy, Ollie Pope, Dom Sibley, um, Ben Folks, the keeper – uh, it just keeps going and going and going. You've got the Karen brothers in there as all-rounders and then your, your bowling lineup: Kamar Roach, Reese Topley, Dan Worrell, from the, um, the, the South Australian who plays over there full-time. Uh, do I have to keep going? Like uh, as I said, don't, it, forget, it is an... don't, forget, don't forget as well that, you know, not only do you talk about the Currens and Currens being able to bat, they can bowl as well and they can bowl very well. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're in the team as genuine all rounders. Like they might lose, um, they obviously lose Ben folks p- potentially for, for ashes. It depends what England stance on wiki keepers is and what, what way the wind, all, what Ollie direction Pope the wind's blowing. Well, we'll be gone. Yeah. For the ashes. Yeah. Ollie Pope. I think they can do with the, they can replace him in the batting order. I said, Ben folks is great. Cause he'll bat five for Surrey as well. Um, it'll just see like whether they decide that if, uh, if Bairstow or Butler or someone's going to keep in place of him. I, I still think folks is the number, it should be the number one for England in, in the tests. Um, they seem to like that in overseas games, but, but not in England for whatever reason. Bairstow's um, in contention though, surely. Oh, hundred percent. Butler's test days are probably gone now. Yeah. Well, you hope so, but you've seen you've <laughs> seen folks make runs and I think that's what I've always been afraid of and I don't know why because he's someone that can make good runs at number 7. So I think he's going to have a big year whether it is for Surrey or for England, but as I said it's almost an embarrassment of riches here. I I, I think you know what I'm going to say. Like I said they're just going to win back, everything. You're back in the boys. You're back in the back boys. In the boys the they're just going to win everything. It's like it's like a full strength New South Wales team. In a oh, county yeah. championship. Like, it is the equivalent of Smith, Warner, Stark, Lyon, Hazelwood, Cummins playing. <laughs> just really... oh, and then when you have, like, Warner, Warner, Smith, uh, and then all the batters as well, like, yeah, it's, uh, it is one of those ones where it is like they, they, someone, they lose someone to England duty or whatever, there's just someone that's ready made replacement. But and... it's interesting as well because. They have, like, half the long-format team and, like, three-quarters of the 2020 players in their <laughs> squad. So they literally have, like, all three formats of English players just at their disposal. That's why, we, that's why we up the ray, mate. That's why we're up the ray. And then... <laughs> when, when, Should I go, go get my, my Surrey gear on? <laughs> mate, mate while, while you, if you're going to be going over there, can you make sure you tell Tommy Curran that, you know, we're expecting him back in magenta next year as well? 
Oh, it's an embarrassment of riches there too. Who do we leave, who do who of our overseas players do we leave out to fit him back in? I, I, I don't care. You put him back in regardless. It's Tom Curran. I, I agree, mate. Why don't we just? It's the Sixers, mate. He, he belongs there. I agree with that. Uh, if there is anybody from Surrey or Middlesex or anywhere Kent that needs any commentators for throughout the uh, English summer, I, I am ready, willing, and available and cheap. So I uh, hope uh, I'll hear from you. Uh, while I'm over there, but uh, that is a shameful plug if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, as I said, this is a team that, yeah, they as I said, hopefully Andrew Russell has put in We Are the Champions, and and it'll just keep playing because I know I'm being completely biased and I'm I'm channeling my inner Shane Evans right here, but. I said, can anybody fault me? I said, Arian was right. You look through half the team. It is like New South Wales, full strength. They've got half the test team, three quarters of the T20 team. Is there anybody out there that that even comes close? Arian, your prediction for Surrey? I think they'll win again. I I, I really do. I can't see anyone picking this team. Well, at what point do you start introducing the salary cap? Honestly, <laughs> never, never, never. We get, we, we'll, we'll, we'll take some. Uh, we'll take some uh, lessons from the Roosters. <laughs> get your own version of Nick Politis. Yeah, good on you. Mate, there's uh, enough of those around. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Let's go to our last team. It is Warwickshire, coached by Mark Robinson, captained by Will Rhodes. They finished eighth last year, just managed to hang on to stay in the county championship, Division One. Ariane, the transfers for Warwickshire. Yeah, so big one to start off with. Mo and Ali comes in from Worcestershire. Ed Barnard, also from Worcestershire. And Chris Rushford, uh, Rushworth from Durham. And Dom Sibley, obviously a big loss. Adam Hose, uh, he's gone to Worcestershire. Matt Lamb to Derbyshire. And Ryan Sidebottom has been released. Um, the overseas players, Hassan Ali from Pakistan, there till the end of July. And our very own Glenn Maxwell coming to the Vitality Blast. That will be exciting. The first one that really shocked me out of this is... Mizzy is actually dropping Matt Lamb considering two years ago what a year he had with the bat for the Bears and then to see him leave to go to Derbyshire when he has been a Birmingham boy for years. Yeah, there's a, there's a few strange ones there because uh, obviously Matt Lamb uh, in good form, but you let well, Dom Simbley was going home to Surrey, but to let Ollie Stone go as well and Adam Hose, who we saw for the for the Adelaide Strikers in the uh, – BBL competition. That's a lot of batting to be leaving, to be letting out of the team. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the batters that do remain. And I said, there's not a lot of household names in this lineup. It's going to be tricky. It's it's going to have to come down to their bowling. When you when you have a look through, like said, Danny Briggs with his left arm spin, uh, Chris Wokes as well, England player. They're going to have to do a lot with the ball. I think this is another team, and we keep saying it that are going to be more suited to the short formats and uh, it's going to be a right. The, the county championship is going to be a long, hard slog for them. I, I, I think that the addition of Moen Ali and Ed Barnard is going to be very helpful for them. I think Mo, it's going to bolster like the middle order a little bit, but that's not where they need the work. They need the work at the top of the order and I don't see them having it, Mizzy. 
I'm going out on a limb here. I'm calling Warwickshire is going to be going down this year, and they're going to be going down, I think, with Middlesex. 100%. That that would probably be the the, the two favourites. Um, they might slip into eighth again if they're lucky and, and they have a few good bowling performances. But, yeah, they would be my other favourites with Middlesex to be dropping down. Ariane? I disagree. I think they'll probably finish, I'd say, fifth or sixth. I think with Wokes and Ali and Hayne, and we can we saw what Danny Briggs did, Oliver Hand and Dalby, the addition of Hassan Ali. I think they're very uh, strong players who can boost them, and I think they'll be a little bit higher up than last year, and hopefully. Save from relegation. Wow, it's a big call, Ariane. I like it. I like it. What so, we're all about here. Yeah, we're all about big outlandish calls. <laughs> now, we mentioned at the start of the show, the two teams to get relegated were Yorkshire and Gloucestershire. Yorkshire were unlucky to get relegated with Warwickshire's bowling, keeping them up. Gloucestershire were just simply terrible with the bat last year. Let's go through some of the transfers one by one. Uh, and the significant ones at that. Ariane, who is the first team with significant transfers? Oh, these are two of my favourite Queenslanders to watch. Glamorgan have confirmed that they will have the services again of Minus Lavashane and Michael Nisa, as well as Colin Ingram. All three of them really, really impressive again last year. And we all know what... That stint with Glamorgan a couple of years ago did to Minus Lavashane and his status and stardom and international career and where it's got him. So big news to have him back. And I'm sure because of those memories, he won't be going anywhere else anytime soon. Matt Mears, Gloucestershire. Handy ones, this one. Yeah, they'll have the uh they'll have Marcus Harris who could be sticking around for a fair while, whether he makes that Ashes team or not. I'd say at uh, at present, he's probably a not. And uh, Zafir Gohar from Pakistan as well. So that'll be a formidable team in Gloucestershire, particularly if Harris uh, scores big runs. He'll want to prove the Aussie selectors wrong and uh, make a case for himself. And in case there is any injuries or anything through what is a long Ashes campaign. It'll, it's essentially a six-test series now with that World Chess Championship game against India at the beginning of June. Um, as I said, guys like Harris, if they're not in that squad, would be very handy to have them in the county championship making runs if they needed to be called on. And very quickly, Mizzy, the Leicestershire transfer, just the one quick one. Yeah, just Naveen Al-Hakin for the Vitality Blast. That'll boost them up for sure. Um, Ariane Worcestershire. Yep, so Worcestershire has picked up Matthew Waite from Yorkshire. Also confirmed that they'll have Azar Ali, massive signing. Michael Bracewell and Mitchell Sadner, both very good short-form players for the Vitality Blast. Now, Mersey, we're going to talk Yorkshire now, and we know that Yorkshire's biggest issues is more internally within the club. A number of players have left Yorkshire since they got the relegation, but and there's one more to come, but then they've also announced a couple of very interesting signings. Yeah, well, big one out for Yorkshire is Gary Balance, who we've already seen be, um, playing uh, for his natives in Barbway. So 
He's obviously served his time being out of the England team that he's uh, able to switch countries. But Neil Wagner in for the first 10 rounds, the big Kiwi left armor. We've made a bit of a cult hero of himself with the short balls that he bowled against Steve Smith and the like a couple of seasons ago. He'll bring a I lot lo- of I love him. I've got to say, is that what we're going to be seeing you out in Shires cricket doing your best uh, Neil Wagner impression? Mate, I can't bounce the ball to save my life. All right? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I cannot bowl fast enough to, for it to bounce anywhere. <laughs> no, exactly. No, what I love about him is, is he's a competitor. He's a fighter. He play, He actually mm. plays in a really good spirit. Um, yeah. he's, just, he's just a. He's all heart. He's all heart. He's all he's heart. All heart. But um, <laughs> I just love the way he just. He's just a workhorse. He, he is and, and, one of them. And, he, and that's he's almost what, like a New Zealand's version of Mitchell Johnson. He's a scary bowler. Like he doesn't yeah, have I'll, as much pace, but his bounces and his short balls and his leg side traps he sets. Yeah. Well, listen, in the, you're a Division Two batter. A lot of these Division Two batters. Uh, no offense to the county cricket, they're not much <laughs> more than than um, they're not much more than like grade cricket players. So. He's going to scare quite a few, and there might be a few that are going to have a few sleepless nights after they face him. So he's a big signing. But there's more of a local one as well, um, Caruso, that will be an interesting to see how he goes and how much game time he gets. Yeah. Who yeah. is it, buddy? Well, his claim to fame is that he has opened the bowling with me in a T20 game, but uh, <laughs> he has also played for the Sixers and, and the uh, – and New South Wales as well. Mickey Edwards, it was a one that when it was announced was a bit out of left field, but obviously being a New South Wales contracted bowler, when you look at how many bowlers they've got on the books, it's sort of you need about seven on test duty and about half a dozen to be injured to even get a look in for a game. He's done well and he said he opportunity to go and play over there. Obviously, Philly's dad uh, being English, uh, he got a British passport and he's been able to go over on that. And uh, as I said, I'm sure we at this Triple H team will be following along to see his progress over there. I, I will all be asking, who is Mickey Edwards? Who is he? Well, mate, we'll show him the we'll show him then when he was subfielding in the uh, in the in the Sydney Test with the with the flowing locks out out the back of the baggy green. And I'll tell you what, him going up to Yorkshire, right? Uh, there's no, surf, there's no surf at Yorkshire, I can tell no, you. No, there's no surf at the Yorkshire, in Yorkshire indeed, but hey, I'll tell you what, if he's out on the circuit, yeah, oh, the watch girls out. Know to do. They won't know what to do. But there's one big other signing we need to talk about. Who's this? For maybe Sussex? Oh, is this uh, Stefanos Smitherino? Yeah, the, the, the moustache is out again. <laughs> Getting around the uh, English immigration laws, the moustache has made a return. I want to see him play in the moustache. It'd be great. I want to see it. <laughs> but this is what... I love, I love it. I love it. We should have played him with the moustache, but in the, the sixes. But this is a huge signing. You talk about Marnus playing for Glamorgan in the lead-up to the Ashes in the World Test Championship. To have Steve Smith having this guest in, he'll play the three games for Sussex in in April in the uh, in May. My apologies in the uh, in the Sussex team in this Division Two. Can you imagine him against some of these attacks? It is going to be carnage. Hang on, hang on. Is, is Sussex playing against Glamorgan in, in one of the early rounds? I just think they have yes. Ariel, I think you said they are, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it will be sort of early are. May. 
So I do believe my uh, contacts, if they're correct, will say that we will get a Manus v Steve Smith game. This this we should oh. do like a we should do like a follow on. You know how they do the, those live react things. We should yeah. do one of those. We should do one of those. We we'll just stay up through the night and just commentate on them too when they're batting or when they're like out in the field with each other and just look at how they interact with each other. It'll be great. They'll want to bottle they'll want to bottle each other. Oh, of course they will. They wanna they wanna smash each other for six. They'll wanna Minus will want to put the helmet on when he's out there so he can have a chat. Um but here's the question will Minus bowl leg spin or will he bowl seam up to him? Both. I reckon you'll just you'll, you'll want to throw in a bumper. He could he, I reckon he could bowl a bumper off the off the short run. <laughs> Oh, this is what's worry. great. This is what's great. They said you see the Aussie guys come in. You'd never see it in Sheffield Shield cricket, but as I said, the Aussies getting some uh, guest ins before what's going to be a, a great summer of cricket in England. I know I'll be there for about two months of it. I can't wait. I'll be our sort of reporter of sorts on the ground. I'm sure I'll be joining for an episode of Splinters or whatever from the Woking studio, as it'll be. But, um, yeah, it's going to be when, a great when not, competition. When you're not stalking Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. So. <laughs> Good point I, I'm, well. I'm quite far away from the uh, McLaren performance center. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I'm well and truly outside the uh, the boundaries of my restraining order. <laughs> Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, that is full-time here on Splinters. We can't wait for the summer of cricket to happen over in England. A massive season of the county championship, the Ashes, the World Test Championship to take place. It's going to be a huge summer of cricket over there indeed. My thanks first off to Matt Mears for joining us and it's not it's not going to be long until you're going to be on that plane and heading over to Effingham. Oh, mate, I can't wait. I've actually got a message on my phone now from Effingham that I've got to reply to when we finish recording. So, mate, it's getting closer and closer. I can't wait. But for those who enjoy our cricket podcast, there will be more plenty coming up with, uh, with the um, reviews of... Uh, great and with the men's and women's and the Shires competition as well. So plenty of cricket podcasts uh, coming your way and also we'll have the previews of winter sport in Australia. So make sure you've subscribed, make sure you're listening to splinters every week because there's some great content coming up over the next couple of weeks and months. Ariane, thank you for joining us. We'll hopefully see, we'll see you again very soon, especially to talk some more cricket. Yeah, for sure. And it's great to be back in, kickstart my splinters involvement for 2023 and i'm excited to see what this massive well, english summer holds well let's look we're all looking forward to it ladies and gentlemen this has been splinters on triple h on 100.1 fm streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available download not only at triplehfm.com.au but also on podcast.com, iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcasts on behalf of Matt Mears and Ariane Shah, I'm Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites. 